Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. This is Allison here in Austin, Texas with MSW Nutrition. And your co-hosts for this show are Baldo Garza at Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram, as well as Jonathan Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram. I'm very excited about this week's guest. I introduced her to MSW Vitamin Lounge where we record this podcast a few months ago, and she's relatively new to Austin still, but she is amazing. And before I introduce her, this podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. This week's podcast guest is Ellie Rome with Mindful Belly, and that's spelled uh, B-E-L-L-I-E, just like her name, which I think is so creative. Um, She is a kick-ass nutrition coach, uh, diet expert, but I say diet as in like what you eat, not necessarily just I'm on a diet diet. (laughs) She helps a ton of people online with her 21-day reset program as well as personalized nutrition coaching, and she and the boys got into some really interesting stuff today, so I'm not going to delay it any further further. Here is Ellie Rome from Mindful Belly on the How Do You Health podcast. Welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It's Friday morning. I like I like the Friday mornings. I think we, we we're agreeing on that. And uh, uh, we got Ellie Rome today. She's uh, you know, she's a health coach and functional, right? Like that's basically I know every time that you come in here and we chatted, it's always like, what, what can we do naturally to help people? Yes. And so we're, uh, I know you have an event that we're going to talk about, and uh, we'll, we're glad to both be a part of it in, in one aspect <laughs> or the other. Chris, we have Nurse Doza here, and I'm Tex-Mex Yogi, so let's go ahead and, and get this party started. Cool. So tell us about your journey. Why are you, why are you, why do you like health so much? <laughs> well, so I, um, I was actually a chemical engineer before I switched into health coaching. 
I had um, a horrible sugar addiction, my a horrible sugar addiction my whole life. Um, ended up developing an autoimmune thyroid condition okay. and was losing hair, had a bunch of digestive issues, low energy, chronic fatigue, horrible ADHD. It was just like so many issues that were kind of compiling. And then I went to six different doctors, all of whom did the best I could, but couldn't really find anything wrong. I was having like numbness in my toes. My pinky toes were going black, like just weird symptoms and was kind of just handed prescriptions for different things. And then I finally went to a naturopath who was the only one that asked me what I was eating. And at the time I was like, I thought I was doing pretty well, (laughs) you know, whole wheat bread, low fat yogurts. And she knew pretty much instantly it was the foods that were contributing a lot to it and stress. But, um, so I found out a bunch of food sensitivities. I went on an elimination diet and within 30 days, it completely changed my world. Like all my symptoms went away. I had started to gain a bunch of weight and I had a really toxic relationship with food. So we can maybe touch on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, but those 30 days really, it just opened my eyes to the power of nutrition. And then since then, um, just kind of dove in head first. I started coaching on the side of my job um, for two years and I was able to leave to do it full time. Nice. Yeah. So how long ago was that? That was four years ago. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. That's really cool. So chemical engineer background. So all the stuff I was just showing you right now, (laughs) that that made sense to you. It it did. I mean, I've got, I've got to go look look more. Yeah. But but still like you could see like that, that's really cool. So your brains kind of work the way that ours does as far as like just the analytical mindset. So like when you got into health, you were probably looking at like science-based things, the way that we function, right? Like, you know, how we operate and things like that as well. So you had sensitivities to foods then that basically was causing like your black pinky toe and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, and this is because of the thyroid issue? Yes, believe so. And adrenal fatigue and lots of things. I think I had a lot of leaky gut issues. So did you have like a diagnosis of Hashimoto's? It was approaching that. So I had elevated antibodies, okay. thyroid antibodies, yep. but it wasn't full-blown Hashimoto. So I was able to reverse that. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So <laughs> you had to do it and start with your diet. Yes. And so what did you, like, what, okay, first of all, you said you had a sugar addiction. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how bad was this? Like It was so bad, you guys. Like, that's why I love coaching people through it because it was, like, I yeah. know what it's like to, like, binge, like, bags of Hershey Kisses, <laughs> like, um, that was my big thing. Chocolate was sure. like my b- huge thing. Um, like it was like at night time, it was like some demon came over me and I would just binge on all the things, um, cookies. Um, even when it was like, I went like gluten free yeah. and did that for like three months with like, I went off gluten, soy, dairy and eggs for three months, but I was eating all the allergy free yeah. processed crap food yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't feel any better. Yep. And so I was just binging on that stuff. So it really wasn't until the sugar was like the thing that I needed. It was like the breakthrough, really getting off sugar. So when you took your labs, like, did you ever have labs throughout this whole ordeal besides just the thyroid stuff that you were looking at? Totally. Did they think you were going to be a diabetic? No, not at all. Really? Um, No, no markers of that at the, I mean, from a classic lab standpoint. Sure. Um, But it was... But I know how much it, it affected me. Once I got off, it was like, oh, my gosh. I was yeah. in this, like, toxic fog. It was, yeah. Yeah. It's like a constant fog, right? Like, it's and it's, you don't really know it's not there. Or 
you don't really notice it until it's not there and you're like whoa like that's clarity right there yes (laughs) exactly wow so you started eating right immediately felt better and then then what like the light bulb went off like wow i can like take control of, of what the situation is and like do this myself absolutely so it was like after those 30 days when i went like i basically did like the whole 30 okay and it was yeah the light bulb went off and i wanted to learn more i wanted to know why and i wanted to it actually worked out because i was in college at the time and i ended up it was my last semester and i got to do some electives so i did public speaking and we had to do something on food so the entire six months I studied sugar and spoke on sugar addiction and it followed like Dr. Robert Lustig and was just like got so obsessed <laughs> with it because yeah. um, it's fun to learn. Sure. And so um, I don't know if that answered your question. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, well I, I like the fact that you brought up the whole learning about the sugar thing and becoming fascinated with it because Baldo and I have had many talks about sugar and like it's the biggest problem we probably have when it comes to food in this country, right? Because did you go on a no sugar diet then? Like, is that what you had to do? It wasn't no sugar. It was no processed sugar, no refined sugar, no grains, no flours. Because I think that's what people a lot of times it's like sure. no sugar, but it's like it's the it's anything that processes in your body like sugar. Sure. So it was it was more like just whole foods. So would you eat just like fruits for your sugar then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if you look at sugar in a package ingredient, there's always going to be sugar. A form of it. A form of it, like a derivative of it. Because it's a great preservative, but then at the same time, it's it's sugar. Like everyone loves sugar, right? Like, did you have like an emotional almost attachment to it? Is that what it was? Oh, totally. And even after like I did the whole thirty, so this was I think that was a, a eight years ago. I was still binging on like that part of my relationship with food was still like in process. Yeah. So it was like it created by getting off sugar, it gave me space to be able to actually make conscious choice but i was still like i would overeat figs or like dried fruit it was like my brain just lit up when it got even real sugar and so it was like playing around with that and then starting to really explore my my relationship with food why am i reaching for this right now and create finding like that's what brought me into mindfulness was it started with food for me it was like why am i reaching for this oh i'm anxious i'm stressed i'm i just got an email from my boss and now i'm I want to go numb out, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. just like was using it to self-medicate. Well, it's like you are what you eat, right? Like that's so true. Right? I mean, like it creates our environment. I mean, it creates our inner environment, right? Because that's what, I mean, that's what fuels us, right? But and if all you're fueling with is sugar, then it's it's a, it's not a good thing. <laughs> that, that you just need it all the time. Yeah, I like that. I've, I haven't really put that association like what you're saying. You are what you eat in that sense because. From a scientific standpoint, you want to geek out. You can look at your microbiome in your gut, and it's an environment down there. It's a living, breathing environment. That's what it is. And so there's bacteria, there's viruses, there's pathogens down there. And what you eat will feed that. So if those that living environment is only sugar, sugar takes over and is so detrimental to that environment, it disrupts everything. That environment is your communication to your brain. And so it really is what you eat because if your digestive tract is your second brain and it's communicating throughout the body what to go, what to do and what's going on, then yeah, you exactly are what you eat because if you only eat sugar, what is the communication telling you from your gut? It's basically saying it's inflamed, it's irritated. I mean, I can imagine like you probably had like bloating after like all your meals, right? Oh yeah, every meal. Yeah. <laughs> did your knuckles like ache and stuff? Like did your joints ever ache? 
I don't remember that specifically as a symptom of mine, but um, definitely the bloatedness for yeah. sure. And I think a lot of that was also gluten and dairy. Yeah. It's incredible, right? Because most people nowadays are aware of gluten-free. And that was like, remember when it was like a fad a few years ago and then now people are just like, yeah, I just don't eat gluten. But there's a handful of people that'll still say, yeah, I removed gluten two years ago or something and I've never felt better. It's, which is one of those that people that we've run into a lot of people remove and they can immediately feel the effects right like that's a common one that we hear well it's processed sugar and it's i mean so many people have gluten sensitivities that they don't realize and yeah. permeability in their gut so then now you have a double whammy right because you have the sugar and you have the wheat and what when we say process in a sense like it's modified to last longer and be a derivative of the original version so like there was a Nobel Prize winner that basically won the award for creating a wheat stock that was shorter. Like it was created like a dwarf version of it. Just because the farmers were complaining that the wind was knocking over their their farms. Like they were knocking over the stocks and everything. They were breaking in half. So then this doctor is like, all right, well, I'm going to create one that's like four feet tall. It yeah. doesn't break. And then that's how like processed gluten started. And it's incredible because throughout the years you have a modification and adaption and a derivative, a derivative copy of a copy. And now anytime I see anything with wheat in it, I'm like, God, that has to be like just horrible on someone's body. I can't imagine like you eating it, not even knowing if it's affecting you. Right. And I think so many people have come to me that have been like, I've gone gluten free and I didn't feel any better, but there's so many like what is gluten free? Like people who don't go actually a hundred percent, your body is completely and it sneaks in so many places. Yeah. Or if you're reacting to another protein in wheat, you're just it might not be the gluten protein or the the gluten. Or they're just protein. substituting with a different form of sugar, right? Like, well, like your sugar was what like the cookies and 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 chocolate and all that as well. That's a different kind of sugar too, because um, like for example, what's the sugar that's mainly in that? It's like milk chocolate. Yep. Right? So then you get, like, the dairy aspect of it. Yeah, and that's like an opioid <laughs> on your brain. Yeah. So is gluten. Yeah, yeah. We had a talk a couple weeks ago about um, the reward connection system in your brain to, like, pleasure. And if you have – I mean, pleasure can come in the form of chocolate. It can come in the form of heroin. It can come in the form of sex. It can come in the form of food uh, in general. And so you have this reward system that literally just craves – the same thing over and over again because you got this spark of dopamine every time that you would get that like pleasure it's like oh that makes me feel really good I'm going to keep doing that this is incredible because the sugar aspect people will eat something and I'm, I don't know if you felt like this you can tell us but they eat it thinking it's going to make them feel really good but then they never feel good off of it they usually feel really crappy afterwards right no, totally, yeah. Could you tell a difference when you were eating sugar? Like Absolutely. You get that initial, like, hit of the high, and then 30 minutes later, you want to crash, and then you want more. Give me more. Give me more dopamine. I want another hit. It's, like, exhausting, right? Yeah. Because you're always doing it over and over again throughout the day. So were you crashing throughout the day, like, energy-wise? Oh, yeah. And so I was just reaching for sugary things to pick me up, and that was a constant cycle of, and then trying to restrict myself, so trying to be like, I'm not going to eat anymore for <laughs> <laughs> forever. And then it'd be like, okay, I'd go like eight hours, and then I'd be back in. Oops. I'd be 
Is that me? Oh my, my bad, y'all. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, thought that was my alarm too. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, th when you had the the initial crash and you would like run for a sugar drink, like you said, what was it like? Just an energy drink? Like, was it a coffee? Um, when I have the initial, it was mostly I. It wasn't a drink. I usually just got more sugary foods. <laughs> so you would eat like another chocolate bar or something? Oh yeah. So how many chocolate bars were you eating throughout the day? <laughs> I don't know. It was mostly. I feel like it was more like nighttime binging. I feel like during the day sure. I'd be like, I'm good, because you'd be busy and you'd just be. I'd be doing stuff, and then I would get to the nighttime and it's just like I just want to numb out. I don't want to think about anything. Yeah. I just want. To, and then it was just like, yeah, that was my patterning. Yeah, it's crazy lately. I've been getting some like night cravings. I mean, I don't go off and binge at anymore like I used to before, but. It's really interesting because I know that whenever I don't eat late, I have deeper sleeps. But lately, I've been like, I want to eat something. So now I started thinking, like, what am I? What did I change in my diet that I'm not getting? Mm -hmm. That's now giving me cravings because I hadn't had them in a while. Like specifically, like at if I'm up at 9 p.m., I'm like craving something. Yeah. And and maybe it's that like I have been staying up a little later more than I usually do but um, nine o'clock is usually my bedtime but yeah. but uh but maybe that's it I don't know but it's it's cool to like recognize those things right because most people are just like they'll just go and binge and then just like oh and all of a sudden they wait until something's really bad right so that's always something to speak about is just the awareness of like hey notice what's going on it's not regular it's not normal right totally yeah. and I think so much of it is the stress throughout the day it's like it's building it's building it's building you finally get to get home and just like release and one form of the pleasure like we talked about is food and it's an acceptable like socially acceptable form versus alcohol or drugs or something but it's like i can just go it's also one that you don't have to like let anyone know you can just like do yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah people will sneak eat yeah yes yeah it's crazy that we do that right well i mean I've, we've all done it at some point in our lives totally. right it's just like god no one has to know that i'm going to eat this whole bag of doritos right <laughs> it's like, like they don't have to know first of all it's still going to affect you but that's interesting that we'll like yeah, i don't know make an excuse for ourselves for that <laughs> like yeah. no one has to know <laughs> it's the opposite effect like i don't care if they know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like I, i'm not gonna lie i ate a whole bag of lime at the chips last night. Nice. It was one of the smaller bags, but yeah. still, like, yeah. well, because I'm just well in college, it, it was like you were bragging about. It's it like, dude, I ate like five bags <laughs> of chips, <laughs> and I went and go get a Dr Pepper, and I put peanuts in it, and like, and I got a big old Big Mac, and I stopped at Jack in the Box and got tacos too. So in college, <laughs> in college, Baldo and I uh, went to school that was in this town. It was in a city like San Antonio, right? And it had a, it was San Antonio where it had two three locations I think at one point of this Mexican fast food restaurant that had this special oh, yeah. called King Kong nachos and the nachos I'm not like do you think they were it was weighed 10 pounds at least it was a lot it was like it was that big it could feed and it was like it, oh my God. it fed a family of five I know this because my family of five ate the whole thing but when we would go there all the time like that would feed two of us two three four five guys in, in college that just would eat the whole thing and i went back years later and i got the smaller version of it like the mini one or whatever and i ate like half it but when it brought they brought it to us it was like that melted cheddar cheese like all over where it has the plastic like shiny look to it and all mm -hmm. that 
and and it was like and chips, and, chips and, and grease and oil and i just, just look out <laughs> i was like the health the healthiest thing on there was the guacamole that was to the side like yeah. the avocado to the, i mean there was other than that i was like i can't believe that this is just like allowed to go on like anyone can order this and it's, it's just and you even get a tv show to glorify yeah. it oh my god right what I do mean, you mean you get a tv show well like the, so one of the uh like you know how there's tv shows that was all like travel channel and all that like man versus food and all that stuff like they would go to places like oh. this yeah. there was even several places in, there were several restaurants in san antonio yeah. <laughs> that people have gone to just for this we, there was in college remember the pizza place little hips they had a pizza yeah no it was a burger it was a burger the size of a pizza it was a burger the size of a pizza like a like a large pizza you could get and it's just like for no damn reason <laughs> right but we'd eat it yeah and we, people still eat it and that's why i was cr- thinking like i've heard now people say quarantine 15 oh yeah it's like how the hell are you? i g- i know people are going to be doing it but like i mean i hate to ask but like have you gained weight during this whole thing i have not but i think that i think had it been me eight years ago oh yeah. i would have blown up <laughs> Yeah, like all the toes would have been black. You know, like I'm not <laughs> running now. Like you know, they told us to stay inside. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, that's crazy though because you, you were like, I'm not gonna gain weight. Like I'm, I'm not gonna just like go binge again and go back to what I was. So what did you do to change it? Like what you said, the mental aspect was your biggest thing. Yeah. Like what were you doing for that? That was it's. It was a journey of constant mindfulness practices, learning, kind of explore, noticing my own pattern. So again, like why am I reaching for this food? think one of the most powerful questions is asking am i actually hungry before reaching and or am i still hungry because one of my problems was overeating i was like especially when i was eating a ton of sugar and carbs and stuff like i lost control of my satiation signal i had such high insulin i was like i was constant i was never mentally full Mm. like mentally satiated i would be physically full my belly would be out of here but i would i would want more like i'd 30 minutes later i'd be like I want to go in the pantry and more. And I was always like, even when I was little, I was tiny, but it was still excessive. And then I started gaining weight in college and that's when it became kind of toxic. And then I was like, I don't want to gain weight. I'm going to restrict my calories and just stop eating. And then that would work for like an hour. Sure. <laughs> and then I would, and then I would end up binging. And so it was just this really toxic cycle. And then by changing the nutrition piece, it was like, I finally felt satiated from food. I actually could tune into my hunger signals. And then it was actually creating, being able to like step back and be like, why am I reaching for this? Like I wasn't so compelled with food. I could actually think about my decisions, if that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Wow, you were being conscious about like what you were putting into your body, like making decisions based like, does this agree with me or not? Yeah, and even like if it was Brussels sprouts, like if I'm not actually hungry, like why am I reaching this like there was even a time when i was eating healthy food but i was still just eating all the time because food was pleasurable right right so it was just like it was stopping that and what helped actually was club soda so it was (laughs) just it was like instead of i'm gonna reach for this instead every time and i retrained my brain so now it was like stress signal my normal patterning was stress food now it's it went to stress club soda (laughs) it was like stress topo chico and so and then you actually see those neural pathways form like I'd yep. be, I'd be like, you know, you start salivating for Topo Chico. Yeah. So it's just kind of yeah. that was a trick that helped me a lot. That's, That's just awful. another plug, Topo Chico, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still out uh, and open for that. Yeah, you know, we're waiting. For <laughs> it. No, that 
so you retrained your brain patterns, neuroplasticity, right? To basically say this is the new way of thinking. You carved out like a new pathway in your brain, basically, and said this is the new characteristic, the new trait. <clears throat> but it goes more than that because if you think about someone who does like a 30-day challenge in yoga or, or weight loss, you know, diet that still has to maintain afterwards the idea is saying if you maintain it you basically rewire the way your brain thought about that diet and like this is the way you eat now yoga becomes an everyday practice and now you're saying like yes when i'm hungry i no longer pick up the need in my body to go get sugar that's incredible because when you break those patterns people sometimes maybe or maybe not be able to break those patterns right and so What's interesting, and not to go off on a tangent, just this, but for addiction, a lot of times people don't understand that like your brain just functions differently when you think about sugar, right? For example, mm -hmm. like you think about it, like your body sweats, you start salivating, right? You start producing hormones already kind of craving that sugar, and then your body remembers what sugar tastes like. Sorry, <laughs> you guys. We got all kinds of phones going <laughs> off here. Um, and then when the sugar, like the sugar rush hits even before you actually eat the sugar, you have like all this weird reaction in your metabolism and then you actually eat the sugar and then you have the blood sugar reaction afterwards, right? That throws off your metabolism. Most people know that. But see, the thing is, if you have... Well, I think most people would answer correct if it was like a multiple choice. I just don't think that they're consciously think about that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's yeah. just the thing. It's like they wouldn't mind going for this other thing. They just need an option. You provide a simple option. You're just like, all right, every time sugar comes up, like reach for carbonated water. Like it's that simple. Hello there, Vitamizers. Thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Nutrition. Just wanted to let you know that we have an awesome sale going on in the month of June. If you're listening to this podcast, we have our Slenderita complete sale going on. So basically our Slenderita is the original drink mocktail, if you will, our multivitamin cocktail. <laughs> it's made with our Slenderella Boost multivitamin supplement mixed with any sort of sparkling water that you'd like. We also recommend adding some lime juice. On top of that, to make it a Slenderita complete, you can add our ketones, our Neuromag, and our gut supplements to really stack all of those incredible nutrients on top of one another. Now, our sale for this month is because this is truly, in our humble opinion, the best poolside drink you can have. So you get all of these supplements. That's the Boost, Gut, Ketones, and Neuromag for a total of $249. That is over $90 off if you were to buy them at full price, and we're very excited. So you can go ahead and find that link in the description of this podcast to shop now and save. That is only in June 2020 that we're doing this. So if you're listening, please make sure to do it now. This is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. Back to the How Do You Health podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Well, a lot of times it's just like you're, I mean, because if you think about like uh, thirst is a thing too, right? And I don't think, that, and we know it from working here is that there's, it's also an issue where like dehydration is such an issue, right? Like where people are just not drinking enough water. How many times do we ask that? Like how much water do you drink? It's like, oh, I drink a lot. And it's like a cup or two a day. It's like, that's not, yeah. especially not in the Austin heat, right? Like it's not, it's not enough, right? And so 
So a lot of times it's like even though you might feel the hunger, it just might just feel it might feel the same as just like being thirsty, right? Because maybe you know, and and so because you'll drink it and you're just like, oh, I'm full. Yeah. You know, and I know that from like because I do a lot of fasting, right? And so it's like sometimes I'm like, am I hungry? And then I'll go drink a topo or I'll go drink some water, and I was like, oh no, I'm good, right? And it's just like it satiated that feeling of emptiness in my stomach with like uh, there's something swishing around there and i'm fine and i'm good right totally so the mental aspect of of you rewiring your brain is that something that you incorporate as well with like your coaching oh a thousand percent yeah Yeah. because you can tell someone all day what to eat but until you actually dive into what's driving the behavior like lasting change won't happen right i mean it just makes sense right this is interesting because you're filling in the need for a holistic health approach right because it's one thing to tell someone you need to eat healthy and exercise more it's like yeah I'm trying that but what about this whole thing about like me loving sugar at night right like what are you supposed to do about that so you have a way that you people like well I've done it like right I went through it I went through sugar sugarholics anonymous <laughs> right <laughs> and then you know like we were taught that you do this i mean because otherwise you're drinking coffee the whole time right and you can be dehydrated too yeah yeah how much water do you drink a day yeah i tried to minimum like 80 ounces that's awesome <laughs> minimum 80 yeah. ounces that's really cool were you drinking that much before no not at all <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which <laughs> yeah well he loves topo so whenever we drink topo i even in the drinks i'm still like okay at least i'm still getting water yeah yeah i i can't drink coffee anymore and sodas are i couldn't imagine drinking dr peppers anymore i used to drink that a lot <coughs> me too i drank some lemonade the other day like uh I, d- I couldn't do the whole thing i was like i was like whoa <laughs> it was just way too sugary you know like and i and i just had a sip of it uh, I just had a sip of it, and I was like, what's going on? And it was, uh, I mean, it tasted okay, but no, it was way too intense, like too much sugar. Um, I forgot, I think I ordered some food, and they asked me what I wanted. I was like, I don't want a drink. It's like, well, I have to give you a drink. I was like, you don't have to give me a drink. It's like, well, what drink do you want? I was like, just give me a lemonade, <laughs> you know? And I, was like, and I was like, you could have just given me water, but whatever. So I took a sip of it. I was like, whoa, this is too intense and it's just and it got to me and so I was like never mind well some people don't even think about sugar coming in the form of a drink right because it because you've been so ingrained that soda is a part of every meal right like you can get a soda for dinner you can get a soda for lunchtime, right and then for breakfast remember it kind of used to be it's like I didn't know we could drink sodas for breakfast now but I guess now we can right because fast food offers breakfast well even orange juice has as much sugar yeah. out of the coke so right. glass of orange juice you're spiking your blood sugar but yet but that they taught us growing up that orange juice was a nutritional part <laughs> yeah, of you your need daily this. breakfast i remember that do you remember the, the cereal commercials and they would have a bowl of cereal and behind it they say part of this nutritious breakfast and it was like a glass of oj a slice of toast right sugar it's like a glass of sugar yeah, toast sugar, 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 sugar. cereal yeah, sugar it's like how much how many different ways of sugar can you get on this plate? Right? Like, <laughs> sugar. <laughs> it's like you, you have to have like a solid, a liquid, and a and a, <laughs> and a gas maybe even. Like, how could you like, could you smoke it? I b- I'm sure you can smoke sugar. <laughs> I'm sure you probably can't. There's probably a way for I mean, if you to can smoke toad, I'm sure you can smoke yeah. sugar. Yeah. <laughs> There's people ways. Like, oh, yeah, if you go to Poland, you can go and get this one. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you're going to want sugar any way possible into your diet. You're going to find ways to put it in there. Most of the marketing knows that sugar is that addictive, so they'll market that in the sense to where it's like, okay, well, think about every time that you eat sugar, it takes you back to when you were like six and you ate your grandma's like apple pie or, you know, brownies or whatever. They want you to think the same thing about like their burgers and their sodas, right? That's why all the Coke commercials are like, with family and they're like having a good time with their kids or they're out at a baseball game or something like they're enjoying a special moment they're like every time you have a special moment a soda should be involved right or like with alcohol you'll see people that climb the mountains and they get all the way to the top and when they look at the top they're looking down the canyon they open up a six pack right and they share it with everyone like here you go man it's it's, I climb a lot and I usually want a cigarette when I'm, at the, <laughs> when I'm at the top, like I don't smoke, but that's about the time that I'm like, I just want to smoke a cigarette. Like, that's, <laughs> the, that's the old school mentality. It's like so weird. Like, it's <laughs> like the it. weirdest craving. I never get a cigarette craving, ever, other than like when I just climbed like the high a high peak and it I'm at the top. I was like, I I really want a cigarette. Is it because of the oxygen difference? Probably maybe, it has to do something with it. But we like Justin and I, we bring like tobacco and we roll it ourselves. So it's not like we're grabbing. A box of cigarettes. Of course, it's like it's tobacco. <laughs> yeah, of we course, just roll it, you know. No filter. Probably no, no filter. Oh. And, pro- and we and we probably uh, sprinkle a little bit of other stuff in. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, no filter, man. That's gonna that's gonna sore throat waiting to happen right there. I mean, I have one or two. It's not even one. A couple usually. drags, right? Yeah. Probably right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's crazy. It's a weird. It's the weirdest thing. It's just like I don't understand why. I'd never. I don't like them. I. I'm totally against them. If they just disappeared, I wouldn't care. If I was up in the mountains, like, there's no more cigarettes. Like, <laughs> well, see, that's <laughs> the difference in the, the addiction deal again, right? Like, they put chemicals in the tobacco to make you crave another one. Because you know that. You're like, I'm smoking this. I'm doing this. This can't be good for me, right? But I'm going to have another one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have another chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So tell us about this event that you're, hold, that, uh, that, uh, that you're hosting. Yeah, so yeah. this is this is the 21 day reset. So I've I've led about this is going to be the number seven, but it's kind of evolved as it's gone. And so what I do as my one on one coaching is basically help people break through the sugar addiction and just work um, to become their healthiest selves. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of common themes. So we're getting off gluten, dairy. It's basically a very practical paleo approach, where it's like teaching people how to make this into a lifestyle that lasts. So it's 21 days. It's a group program, and we're getting off all the, the junk and we're eating real food, but in a way that's sustainable. So like teaching them a lot of products that are out there that have made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, so it's like the nutrition piece plus the mindfulness piece. So the mindful eating coaching and then added in, we've got daily life fitness classes, daily life meditations, and then guest speakers. And so you guys are yeah. coming to speak, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> and it's just, it's an awesome community. People doing it together. It's all through, it's all online, and then yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. That's and cool. So, and so the people that are going through this reset are they from all walks of life? I guess so like you know they've had all sorts of different issues and yeah. Yeah, there's people with IBS that come in. There's people fr- all from all over. Um, most people want to lose weight. So many people see benefits in their skin, in their anxiety. We do a lot of we do daily meditations, and I think that's the coolest thing is teaching people who have never done breath work before. Breathwork? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why this keeps going off. Um, 
yeah, teaching them breath work, even just simple breathing patterns. And they're coming back and telling me, like, one woman was like, me and my daughter were getting in a fight, and we, this always explodes, and then we don't talk the rest of the night. And she's like, I use it was the 557 breath. And she's like, it, it didn't happen. I was like, those are the miracle moments. It's like those little moments. Sometimes you think, like, meditation or breath work, like you're going to see this massive transformation in one day. But it's just those mini moments that add up over time, and then you realize, like, just evolved and become more conscious yeah so it's cool that's awesome but you have to stick with it yeah right you just yeah. can't be like why well, did it one one time. Time. <laughs> yeah and like it didn't happen right. <laughs> yeah like so you meditate every day i do yeah yeah i actually recently got into have y'all heard of vedic meditation are you vedic or um vedic, vedic. yes it's, it's like transcendental meditation tm mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 i yeah, just yeah. i got into that about four months ago and I love it. It's a twice a day practice for 20 minutes, but it's so easy and it's changing. It's changing me for That's sure, cool. which is neat to see. Do we get to do this? Uh, are you going to do this for the, uh, the, the summit or the, the online deal that we're doing? Yeah, we do different forms of meditation. So, yeah. Sweet. I need to do that. I mean, I feel better when I meditate. That's just honest truth. Yeah. Right? What's y'all's practices like? Well, mine is not like his, but uh, I've learned a lot from him. Mine, my, my preferred practice is first thing in the morning I do legs on the wall. And I would do legs on the wall for ideally about 20 minutes. Yeah, so if I could get really deep into breath work, uh, I could come out in a very like parasympathetic daze, you know, and that would set the tone for the rest of the day. If I needed to do another breath work, I would probably do like a minimum like five minutes like of just like a deep breathing like just five in five out you know if i could hold it he what you taught me like four four eight or five what was um, it? <laughs> it's a two you know four two eight two four two eight two, four two. Yeah. yeah so breathe in for four hold for two release for eight hold for two okay and i'm gonna try that yeah it's yeah it's it's it's, it's fun you get lost pretty quickly too just from the counting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I think what's, what's the challenge for me, though, is because I have kids, mm-hmm. I think that plays a whole other realm into it because you have to change your schedule based off of their schedule, right? So if I don't get up early enough to meditate and it's complete silence, then I don't get my full 20 minutes in, right? Because there might be a kid on the monitor right next to me or like there's like a kid that comes and jumps on me. And now they're waking up earlier, so they're waking up at like, 5.30 or 6, so that would mean I'd have to get up at like 5 in the morning to go meditate and I'm staying up later at night, so that's the problem, so I need yeah. to reverse it. That's, that's I can't get up early enough to do that, right? Because I just, I need my sleep. So. I'll see if I can reset them. I'll get to, I get to uh, babysit them this weekend, and so <laughs> Om- Omar likes to meditate with me. He'll be like, oh, can we do meditating? And that's what he says. He does? Yeah, How old is he? He's five. Oh, I'm that's amazing that he he's getting introduced to it. I bet you he would do your meditation. Yeah. I bet he would listen to you. Yeah, Aww, yeah, that's yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, because <laughs> well, imagine if you teach a five-year-old how to meditate like yes, that. Like, how cool would that that's be? That's so cool. Yeah, it's like, a dream, right? Like, you would just feel better. Yeah. You would handle stress better. You handle stress better, don't you? Totally. Yeah, yeah. and you're happy, right? Like <laughs> yeah. th- throughout this horror deal, I bet you've been pretty okay, haven't you? <laughs> or even meditating more. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, my practice is a little different. This this week, I'm doing like a, a, an anti reset. I'm just not doing anything. I actually stopped doing everything, and then just because. Uh, I just needed a break from it, and uh, I'm gonna. I can't wait to get back to it. I already like. I just can't wait to get. Well, back you did to an anti reset. Like yeah. Like what, what does that mean? You took like a vacation. I'm not, 
yeah like i'm not meditating i'm not reading i'm not like nothing and it's i mean i don't want to say it sucks i think it's good because i, I kind of need to like i don't know what it is it's helping me realize that i can't wait to get back to it so i'm excited about that but i'm also gonna uh, i'm going for a big hike in august or a big climb and uh i need to start training so i'm excited about training so it's gonna go all it's all gonna be compacted into a nice little meditation but ideally i like to do 30 minutes in the morning and then 20 at night usually my 20 at night it's like geared towards like what i want to dream about mm. um and so that's that's so hopefully i'd like to get to two hours of meditating but that's a lot total yeah i'd really like to get where we're doing at least like 10 15 dr through during the day like we're like hey we're stopping closing down and doing meditation for 15 minutes i've been wanting that i've been yep. wanting that yeah because we met so many people who do that in their businesses like this one guy he has a whole hour just for meditation at like 10 o'clock in the morning like whoever's there like they have a almost like a like a warehouse just they can practice there as many employees as they have and they have a lot of employees yeah i want that here I mean, I've always wanted to do that for, like, the lunch and learn. Like, we did it once or twice before. Um, I think it's a necessity. I honestly used to think that it was, like, like it was very hippie and out there stuff to do that, you know, and I just didn't understand it. But the more and more I saw successful people in life, like, the more and more I saw that they meditated as well. And so I just knew, I was like, well, this is how they probably keep their sanity. Totally. Right? Yeah. So. Especially like I really I've never really practiced it consistently late in the afternoon, and that's what's been part of the practice is like around two to four o'clock, and it is like the most magical. It's like getting a power nap. Yeah, it it's is so good, and I like you just feel revived to the rest of the day versus my you know like old patterning would be like reaching for coffee or like needing a, a stimulant in the late afternoon. Well, I mean, but it could be as simple as like sometimes I'll just do that like where you're sitting is just like just close your eyes and focus on breathing even for like a minute you know just so that yeah. way you're like okay cool it's not that big of a deal i'm still breathing you know i'm still like everything's still good yeah because um, we just get lost in all of it right like and then it's hard like you don't really know most people don't notice it until they're like so stressed for the day right or whatever you know so yeah um but yeah it'd be nice to do like 10 15 um or even just five right like even just five like during lunch and learns or whatever where we can just like nope we're closing everyone down like well you can come in well say if you're here you can join in yeah I mean I think that's just I would like to do that I think once I mean I guess we just have to say we're that's we're doing hey 12 o'clock every commit. day 12 <laughs> I mean there's no other reason why we can't yeah. right <laughs> I'm just saying like just thinking about it. like 1 o'clock or one thirty or 2 p.m. every day central time like we just have to block it on the schedule. Like block it on no the schedule. Appointments. No appointments. <laughs> yeah. Meditating. You're welcome to come in. I mean, you can put it on the sign outside the door that just says that every day, every day at, you know, business hours at 2 p.m. or whatever. Meditation. Meditation hour. Yeah. Or meditation for 15 minutes, quarter. Yeah. yeah. I could just lead it. That's <laughs> cool. That's cool. We have to get like a little comfortable rug. Then it becomes real hippie, right? Because then we get like a, like a, a <laughs> bunch of like skin rug. Yeah, <laughs> like well, I don't think we could have that thing. Yeah. Not with some of our <laughs> vegan friends, but we could have uh, definitely some comfortable pillows and I don't know. Uh, yeah, we could make it happen. Yeah, people have been coming with pipes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, we got a buddy who has a, a was it didgeridoo? Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. <laughs> didgeridoo yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he would come. I That's bet he amazing. would come and play. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. 
that that's cool. So well, so when's your reset again? It starts June 8th through June 29th. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's coming right up. Yeah. That's perfect. And so how do people find you to do this? Yeah, so um can find me at mindfulbelly on Instagram or mindfulbelly.com backslash 21 day reset. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so cool. I'm yeah. so looking forward to being a part of this. So Thank you guys so much. Cool. Yeah. And I'll be on June 23rd, I think you said. Yeah. Awesome. So perfect. I got some good some good. Yeah. I started doing I was looking at my uh, some an article yesterday. I was like, oh, I could probably use this for that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. So all right, well thank you guys so much, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome, yeah. thank you.